0: Ladies and gentlemen welcome back to a crossover Thursday I am Aaron Freeman host of locked on Falcons joined as usual for these crossover Thursdays with the host of the opposite show and that is of course Alex Clancy of locked on Cardinals and today's crossover Thursday is presented By our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun. It's easy to play. You're not competing against other players. It's just you versus the projections. Just pick two to five players. And if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. It literally takes less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love Prize Picks. We know you'll love them too. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match, up to $100 at sign-up with the promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com promo code Locked On. So, Alex, as we jump into this crossover Thursday, previewing this Falcons Cardinals Week 17 matchup. I know you know not not a whole lot going on this season for each of these teams. It's all about okay, what's going to happen next year. I know for the Falcons, though, their big storyline heading into this game is sort of on that notion. But it's kind of about this week because this kind of is the most winnable game for Desmond Ritter. If he's going to finish this season strong, you know, the Cardinals seem like a favorable matchup. One of the things that, you know, I've been paying attention to these last couple of weeks is sort of the slow starts that the Falcons have gotten off to under Desmond Ritter. And that's something we've talked about going back to his days at Cincinnati, but slow starts have not been exclusive to Desmond Ritter this year for um, the Falcons. They've gotten off to slow starts uh, throughout when Marcus Mariota was a quarterback, but I noticed the Cardinals also are a team that aren't known for starting fast. So even if Ritter gets off to another sort of trademark slow start, this is probably the team where you could afford that because I'm looking at the numbers and, Arizona's only scored nine points on the road this year in the first quarter. That's dead last in the NFL. They're 28th in road points in the second quarter. So they're not a team that starts fast. So if the Falcons get off to another uh, slow start, that's not a bad thing. Um, you know, this kind of, to me, is, is Desmond Ritter's, you know, breakouts probably not the right word. But, like, if he's going to show that he can be the starter for the Falcons in 2023, this is probably the game where he should – Look the best. I'm curious from your perspective, uh, do you agree with that and and sort of what for you is what the Arizona Cardinals are playing for in this week' seventeen game
1: yeah it's it's interesting because yeah, Desmond Ritter, if on paper translates like he was somebody you rooted for in college. you know, it was Cincy, it wasn't a top flight school, and he was able. you saw his. His uh, evolution as a quarterback, namely as a, as a passing quarterback his last year, because you knew he could run the ball. He was Taysom Hillish. And then he was able to he showed his touch in his last year in college. And we saw it a little bit last week. Um, yeah. I mean, seeing I always say this. Having a bountiful amount of young, good quarterbacks is what makes the NFL so great. They're children. These guys are these guys are young men who are exemplary with their craft and seeing him grow. I mean, that's what I'm going to be watching, you know, from the sideline. Cause you know, you've got the young generation of, of Drake London and Kyle Pitts, you know, at least on the roster in general. And if you have somebody that could take over and have a higher ceiling than what Marcus Mariota's has been pretty much since he came into the league, that's a huge thing for the future of the Falcons and f- for the Cardinals talking about the future I'm not sure for those who didn't watch uh, the Cardinals game on Christmas, Cliff Kingsbury looked like he got coal in his stocking before the game started. It's like, he looks like a defeated man. And I feel bad for Cliff Kingsbury, Aaron, you know, very well as does every other host on this platform that I'm not a Cliff Kingsbury fan, yeah. but it's never a direct attack at the person. It's always the avatar of the Arizona Cardinals that I talk about. He's a nice guy. I've interviewed him. He's a sweet man who isn't equipped to have the job that he has, in my opinion. Now, I want to see on Sunday what the resolve of this organization is going to be. Buda Baker, out for the year. Um, Cole McCoy is aiming to play, but this team is ravaged with injuries. And even though I don't make an excuse, because I don't, as, as a reason why teams lose, because everybody has injuries, until your quarterback goes down at least, um, I want to see the resolve, the stability of this organization, because this could be – the penultimate game for cliff kingsbury is the head coach of the arizona cardinals and i want to see what this team looks like and just as a whole it's not about players really at this point for me like i feel like the cardinals have the guys they're going to play with in the future and you know some guys are going to be are jogging for roster positions but at this point and aaron before we go to the next i gotta ask you this what is the upside of either of these teams winning this game
0: this is the uh, Jalen Carter, B. John Robinson battle, right? <laughs> the the team that loses this game gets one step close, closer to uh, one of the big time defensive linemen in his draft like Jalen Carter. And the loser of this game, you know, lowers their draft stock and, and may have to settle for B. John Robinson uh, at the top. You,
1: but you, I mean, you're already camping outside of Bijan Robinson's house, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you're already, you're already giving him locked on Falcons gear. Yeah, like you're I mean, juicing this up as much as you can. If the Cardinals draft B. John Robinson, I may quit the podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kidding. I love it. David Locke, Ross Jackson. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> the Cardinals don't the Cardinals haven't eaten their vegetables enough to be able to draft a supreme talent, maybe a transcendent talent like Bijan Robinson is going to be. I'm more looking at both the lines or an rush or corner out of Georgia, something like that. But, yeah, like it sucks because we can never talk about, oh, this team should lose. Nobody's trying to lose. It's going to be who's trying to win the least that's going to lose this game. And, um, I mean, do you see – so say Ruder comes out, throws for 350 and three touchdowns or something like that. Will you take the drop in stock to see that from him?
0: Look, Alex, you know, stability at quarterback is the most important thing to have for your football team. If you If you have a stable foundation there, you know, you can do a lot of good things in this league. And so I will take that over – you know, one or two draft spots in a draft where you know you, you don't know what, what these guys are going to be, right? You know, we, we might wind up talking a little bit about Isaiah Simmons, but like everybody thought he was one, one of the what the top two talents in that draft class. And he's been up and down in the NFL. And you know, I'm sure some of that is not necessarily owed to a lack of talent and some of the development that's gone on in Arizona with him. But like the draft is a crapshoot, and so like I will take the known stability at the quarterback position of having confidence and optimism in Desmond Ritter going into next year over you know the unknown of what might be a world class talent or maybe a guy that is out of the league in three years. You you never know.
1: That's true, and, and I agree with that. Like I know. I, I'm never rooting for, and I've never once said, you know what? Draft position, sit everybody. Who are you going to sit? You got to start NFL – you're not going to start DeAndre Hopkins when he's healthy. What are we talking about here? So it's like, you know, it's going to be a bonus to losing this game is you strengthen your draft position, but you never want to root for anything like that. It's just karmic, and it's you want to win as many games as you possibly can always.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe you wind up, you know, getting – I don't know, Aaron Donald or something at the 14th overall draft selection or JJ Watt at the 11th overall draft selection. And it all works out in the long run. You know, TJ Watt uh, is a player that Falcon fans, you know, lament because they had a shot at him at 26 overall back in that 2017 draft. And he's wound up to be one of the best defensive players in the league. So uh, it's one of those things that you just never know and take the known. And, and worry about the unknown at a later date. But uh, we will worry about some of the key matchups later on today's crossover Thursday, guys, and we'll get into all of that uh, as we continue this episode here on Locked on Falcons and Locked on Cardinals.
1: Yeah, and this episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love because it's, it's football, man. That's why you'll be able to find an episode of The League available as a bonus podcast Bonus episode on Locked On NFL, narrated by Super Bowl champion and legendary smack talker Richard Sherman and sports broadcaster and rising star Taylor Rooks. Taylor Taylor Rooks is an absolute; she's so good. Um, the league is an eight-part docu series about the most bizarre, inspirational, and unlikely stories connected to America's favorite sport, pro football. You won't want to miss these untold stories spanning from the 1940s through the present. Our bonus episode is called "The Way of the Cowboy." and is the incredible story of how the 1977 Dallas Cowboys brought in Bruce Lee's protege to teach their defense martial arts, ushering in a new approach to the way the league trained. Each story offers equal parts history, entertainment, and social commentary. Go over to Lockdown NFL right now for a bonus episode of the league or catch the full series wherever you get your podcasts. Available now, Audible. Get in the game.
0: So we're continuing today's crossover Thursday presented by prize picks. We're going to get into some of these key matchups headed into this week 17 game that, you know. As Alex put it, no one is necessarily super invested in either team winning, but we want to thank you guys for making Locked On Falcons and Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. But for your second listen, why not check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast? Go behind the scenes and behind the scoreboard uh, with the stories that really matter that only Locked On can provide on Locked On Sports Today. Subscribe to it on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Alex, for you, you know, as I, as we just discussed, I, I know you're not super invested uh, in, in this game and the outcomes, but what are some of the things that you will be watching on Sunday in one of these yeah. key matchups?
1: You know, there's always growth. There's always growth for these teams that I just want to see penalties. A lack thereof on offense little things like that like these are keys to victory for any team and it's something that's it's kind of the Cardinals have struggled with over the last couple years offensive penalties I believe they're leading the league in offensive penalties this year Um, obviously Kyler Murray is not going to play Colt McCoy's in line to start at this point if he completely is removed from concussion protocol Um, one big thing that I'm looking for is James Conner because James Connor, once you and it sucks, but I don't know when this started. I think the NBA did this. But once you sign a big contract, and it's different for different positions in different sports, you then become a trade asset in some capacity. That's now on the table. If you need cap relief, if you want to get away from money that's you know that's not necessarily guaranteed unless certain things are hit, James Conner signed that in the offseason. And James Conner has shown that he's still James Conner when he's healthy. Not what he was last year with, with, with the... Massive amount of touchdowns, but if he can be a staple for this team and stay healthy and show that he week in and week out, to use that cliche that I hate, like just can ball out and be a staple for this offense moving forward, then you can say, you know what? He's 26. He's going to play out this contract. Maybe we'll draft a running back in the fourth or fifth round this year, but you're not going to need to look for a running back this offseason. And I feel like if the offense is going to be the strength of this team, You've got Hollywood Brown. You've got DeAndre Hopkins. There's not a real litmus test right now because you're on your, your backup quarterback. But if you have James Conner, that's your four-headed monster with Kyler Murray moving forward. And I feel like that's something that, regardless of outcome of game, if he can continue to show, carries, 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 that he's more of a Garrett Blunt than a Ray Rice towards the end of his career, you can be looking at something for the future that you can just set and forget, which is important for all franchises. What about mm-hmm. you? Like, yeah, In flux, same thing. No playoffs. Young quarterback. Is it outside of Desmond Ritter? Is it more defensive? Like, what are you looking at for keys to victory here?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the Falcons just played their style of football, and I think it's going to be a lot more favorable against the Cardinals, who 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 don't sport a, a world class defense. Um, you know, this week. Then, you know, it has been the last couple of weeks, which is, you know, they're going to run the football. Uh, they'll be hopefully somewhat efficient throwing the ball, uh, hopefully a little bit more efficient than they have been the last couple of weeks. Now that Ritter's gotten some more reps and, you know, maybe this is a game where the Falcons defense doesn't look like, you know, terrible. And they, they haven't been awful these last couple of weeks, but it's just been like a lot of up and down. And, you know, James Conner's probably going to look good against this Falcons run defense that really hasn't stopped anybody. But I'm kind of hoping after a week where they did not hit Tyler Huntley one time in that game and maybe got two or three pressures in the entire game against Baltimore last week, that the pass rush will actually look decent because they're going up against a Cardinals offensive line that has been decimated by injuries and basically has just been glued together with like you know, not even duct tape, like masking tape or, or whatever. And, you know, Colt McCoy coming back, he's, he's been a guy, you know, I know Arizona is is not really about throwing the ball down the field without Kyler Murray in the lineup. And they're, you know, kind of dinking and dunking, getting the ball out quick, all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. But when teams have been able to get pressure on Colt McCoy, it, it does seem like they are able to get him on the ground a lot more easy uh, than um, it has been the case with either Kyler Murray or, or Trace McSorley. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the Falcons, you know, adding to their v- extremely low total of sacks that they've generated over the last uh, two years. And, and maybe they get one or two in this game. And it's like, okay, it, it, that's, that's something I'll, I'll take that. Uh, uh, you know, cause that's going to be a, an area where this team is, is really going to revamp this off season. but at least maybe Grady, Jarrett, maybe Arnold Epichetti, some of the pieces that you, you, you like in terms of their pass rush. will we'll have a nice day that will remind you like, okay, we're not starting absolutely from scratch. Uh, you know, we got some pieces there. So that's what I'm kind of looking forward to in this game.
1: Sure. Now I want to ask, because before he skyrocketed up draft boards, um, Drake London was looked at as a target for the Cardinals at 23 before all the crazies, with LeBron, before he got taken much higher. Um, what is his, aside from injuries, you know, he had a slow start. What is what is, Drake London hasn't had, the Christian Watson pop. And I know that there's quarterback has a lot to do with that. Christian Watson went from zero to a million in one second flat in like three, what do you have five touchdowns in three games or something out of nowhere? Um, Drake London has been more consistently, I don't know, towards the top of his own team's receiving yard list at the end of a game. Like, How would you grade when he's on the field this year, his rookie season?
0: Yeah, I mean, the last couple of weeks with Ritter at the helm, it, that connection between him and Drake London has been very strong. Like, it's basically the Drake London show when the Falcons are throwing the football. It's like, Ritter's looking at London, and then reluctantly will, will, will go to his next progression and throw the ball to Anthony Ferkser or Olami <laughs> Zacchaeus. Yeah. You know, and so it's just like, if, if London's open, I'm throwing it. Uh, you know, you know, uh, if he's down there, he, he's, he's down there somewhere, I'm throwing it. That's basically Desmond Ritter's philosophy. And you haven't seen it necessarily trans. – you've seen it translate with a bunch of targets, catches, yards the last couple of weeks, but it hasn't translated into touchdowns because the Falcons just haven't been that efficient in the red zone the last couple of games, and that was especially true last week. But it's notable the difference between that rapport with Drake London and, and Desmond Ritter than it was with Marcus Mariota, where it was just nothing. It was just, right. They just seemed to be speaking completely two different languages when it came to trying to connect on this offense, you know, towards the end of uh, of those uh, that tenure by Marcus Mariota. So, uh, you know, I, I, I want to see Drake London, you know, find the end zone this week, Um, but we'll just sort of have to see, but I I think you'll see a lot of Drake London on Sunday.
1: Yeah. And he's just, I mean, at us, it's just, they're becoming wide receiver you. I mean, it's just kind of a thing where it's just, you know, and it's just fun to see. And like, for me, that name is Greg Dorch this year, you know? So like with keys to victory, you know, it's, yeah, right. It's crazy. Like Rondell Moore is supposed to be doing what Greg Dorch is doing. So when we talk about keys to victory, I know we're veering off a little bit here. Greg Dorch has been when he's been given the opportunity. And I don't know if this is uh, a poor testament to Cliff Kingsbury's, you know, inability to put him on the field in a position to succeed, or if it's just, he, he fills in with injury that, Greg Dorch is living Rondell Moore's life. Like that's what's supposed to be at Rondell Moore by all metrics is more talented than Greg Dorch. You know, when Greg Dorch gets seven or eight targets a game, he's putting up wide receiver two numbers. So with Drake London, I know that he's a rookie. Greg Dorch may as well be forgetting the opportunity that he's getting now when he wasn't necessarily getting it elsewhere. He was a darling in camp and he's actually performed. And it's like, how do you not, roster this guy for the next three or four years at this point like they're forcing the hand of Michael Bidwell to pay him and to maybe keep an extra wide receiver because all he does is fill in. he's like here you go here's your Atlanta Falcons reference he's like Harry Douglas when Roddy White or or, uh, or Julio Jones would go down it's like it doesn't matter like the Marvin Jones in in uh Cincinnati before he went to Detroit like that's what Greg Dortch has been he's been the Harry Douglas of the Arizona Cardinals this season
0: yeah, and I'll be curious to see if if we see a lot of Greg Dortch, uh, you know getting featured uh, because that probably means that DeAndre Hopkins is not getting featured, which was the case last week where I think he caught like one pass on like ten targets or something like him and Trace McSorley similar to what we're talking about with London and and uh, Mariota, seem to not be on the same page. So uh, I, you know one of those matches, I'm curious is AJ Terrell testing himself against DeAndre Hopkins. like that's been a storyline throughout the season where it's been number one receiver. And some weeks, AJ Terrell has looked very good, and some weeks not so good. And and this is just going to be another litmus test because, you know, we're probably a year or two away from needing to make a decision on AJ Terrell's, you know, second contract. And the more sort of games like this where he can rack up going up against, you know, the elite receivers in the league. And I know DeAndre Hopkins is is not, you know, in his prime at this point in his career. I'm sorry. Did did I say something, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, like he's still a very, very good player, right? Like he may not be the guy that you're putting up there. When I say that as the number one receiver in the league, which he was for like five or six years, it was him and Julio that were kind of neck and neck in that conversation for several years there, but he's still a very good player that can, can hurt you. So I'll, I'll be curious to see if AJ Terrell can test himself against Hopkins and if, he does do a good job. Does that mean someone like a Greg Dorch, you know, is the guy that's kind of the featured guy along with James Conner this Sunday. And, you know, for those of you that are doing your prize picks, you know, maybe that's a little bit of a hint for, you know, maybe some projections that you may or may not take, but uh, on that note, we'll sort of turn the page, talk a little bit about sort of our final uh, predictions for this game. As we wrap up today's locked on Falcons But before we get there, guys, I want to tell you about our friends over at BetOnline, the number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, analysis. And since I know you love podcasts about sports, you can also find those at BetOnline.net. And if you're looking uh, for this week's action and lines, you can find that, of course. But it's not just lines on the NFL. You got lines on basketball, soccer, esports. Right. Yeah. Tennis, any anything you can think of professional amateur leagues, everyone out there, whether it's American sports, Icelandic sports, Brazilian <laughs> sports, Australian sports, wherever you are on the planet, you can find uh, th- that coverage uh, in those lines and odds and trends over at BetOnline.net. So go head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more. Online, where the game starts. And guys, on a more serious note, did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you don't think law enforcement officers can tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell. Even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not, because the bottom line is if you feel different, you drive different and driving high is driving under the influence. So remember drive high, get a DUI paid for by NHTSA. So Alex, as we wrap up today's episode, uh, getting into some of these final score predictions, You know, what are what for you is sort of your expectations for the outcome of this game, whether that's a a final score prediction or anything? Where are you at with this game?
1: Um, I feel like this is going to be a muck box of a game, if I can say that. I mean, it's going to be muddy. It's going to be a lot more um, investigatory of the offense from Atlanta's side than it is going to be from the Cardinals feel like we know what the offensive um, stencil is with, with Colt McCoy understand you, you alluded to it earlier, um, short passes, running the ball, controlling the clock. And we'll see. Um, you know, I can't find 40 points in this game. Like, I just can't, you know, and it's, I feel like it's going to be a lot of, we're working on things. We're working on things and see if these things will work. It's kind of, it's not going through the motions because he's, Guys are professionals. Everybody's looking for the next contract and things like that. But um, I do think it's going to be a lot of James Conner, going to be some Keontae Ingram, and it's going to be a lot of short passes, hopefully get Trey McBride the second-round pick out of Colorado State involved. Um, but, you know, selfishly, I just want Hollywood Brown to have 100 catches on Sunday. Like, we haven't gotten to see that this year, aside from the first handful of weeks. So I do think that the Cardinals will win on Sunday – um, I think it's gonna be like 1713 or something like that. It's gonna be a tight match. It's gonna be a fun game. I joke when I say a muckbox. It's gonna it's football. It's gonna be fun to watch. And we're gonna tell a lot. It's gonna tell a lot about the future of both of these organizations.
0: Yeah, you know, I feel like every Falcon game this like it seems like the last six weeks has been a low-scoring sort of affair. Every Falcon game this season, outside of a handful. Seen to come down to you know who has the ball last and whether or not they can make the plays to go out there and win the game. I expect the exact same thing in this game, and uh, I just looked it up. Um, the line for this game is the Falcons are favored by three and a half, Mm -hmm. and so I think that's um, about what I kind of expect the Falcons to win this game on, on like a field goal or something like that. Um, I do think the Falcons will win, you know, I think this is their most winnable game. I think, as I said at the top. This is going to be kind of the biggest litmus test for for Desmond Ritter because if they they lose this game to you know a struggling Cardinals team with a backup quarterback and all the injuries that they're dealing with with several of their you know biggest playmakers out of the lineup you know and and Ritter does not play well right um, you know that's going to be a, a, a devastating blow because you know you can sit there and say okay well. You know He had his ups and downs against the Saints, but they're one of the better defenses in the league. He had his ups and downs against the, the Ravens. They're one of the better defenses in the league. Right. You can't really say that against the Arizona Cardinals, although they can do some things that can challenge him, like bring a lot of pressure, because we know Vance Joseph loves to, to dial up those blitzes. So I'll, I'll be curious to see how Ritter handles that in this game. But I think if he handles it well, and the Falcons can do what they do, run the ball, and, and hopefully the defense doesn't let – Trey McBride go off on them like they let Jawan Johnson go off on them a couple of weeks ago uh, and and some of these other playmakers that the Cardinals have you know in this dink and dunk office under Court McCoy um, I feel like the Falcons will come away with the win they've been a much better home team than they have been a road team and so I expect to see you know their best punch that they have under Desmond Ritter in this game and, and hopefully that results in a win so I'm, I'm thinking something like 2017 type of a win for the Falcons on Sunday.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, there's one storyline that, you know, that I forgot to mention shame on me. I mean, this is JJ Watts, second to last game in the NFL. Yeah. So what he's going to want to do is he's going to be, you know, foaming at the mouth, like the kids from little giants when they put the antacid in their mouth coming after a rookie quarterback, <laughs> yeah. he only has so many lessons that he can teach left. One of them, and he has two young quarterbacks that he's playing against in Desmond Ritter and Brock Purdy in week 18. So let's see if J.J. JJ Watt has been playing like a man possessed the last three or four weeks. And now you kind of realize like, oh, because he knew that this was it. Like all of the juice. He's going to run all the way until on empty because it's going to be the last two games. That's probably like an honorable mention storyline. It's not going to matter for the future of the Arizona Cardinals, but it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun to watch on Sunday.
0: Absolutely, and uh, he'll he'll be going up probably a lot against Chris Lindstrom, the Falcons' Pro Bowl uh, right guard, and so that will be a fun battle between those two guys to sort of yeah. see you know what sort of uh, veteran savvy that J.J. Watt can pull to 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 rile up the the Pro Bowl right guard and and uh, Chris Lindstrom, or if Chris Lindstrom comes out on top and says you know. We're turning the page on you, JJ. Uh, we'll send you into an early retirement uh, on Sunday. So we'll we'll see how that all you know breaks on Sunday. We'll of course have you guys covered, you know, for the rest of this week as well as after that game on Locked On Falcons and Locked On Cardinals. So for Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals, myself for Locked On Falcons, we thank you guys for making us your first listen. Always check out uh, the Locked On Podcast Network for your second listens. And of course, Locked On Sports Today has you covered all the sports stories that you need in under 25 minutes over there with Peter Bukowski of Locked On Sports Today. Subscribe to it on all the same podcast platforms that you can find Locked On Falcons and Locked On Cardinals. So, guys, thanks for joining us for another Crossover Thursday presented by Prize Picks. That's going to do it for us here. Really appreciate it. Until then.